Shalom, and welcome to Kehilat Rosh Pina, a dynamic, multicultural, and growing Messianic Jewish congregation located in the heart of Oklahoma City and led by Rabbi Michael Weigand. Our goal is to bring you the message of the Word each week from a Jewish perspective and to exalt the Messiah Yeshua as Lord and Savior overall. We are a loving congregation made up of both Jew and Gentile, now one in the Messiah, with Shabbat morning services at 10.40 a.m. and various studies throughout the week. Please come and join us next time you are in Oklahoma City. We would love to have you. And now, we hope you enjoyed today's message. It is a blessing to be able to share tonight, uh, this time together. I hope that today has been a good day for you. And I hear some wonderful sounds coming from the back. Don't you like the sound of children? (laughs) I do. (laughs) Well, we entered at sundown tonight, which I believe pretty much has arrived. We entered a, a new season, at least in, in Hebrew reckoning, in Jewish reckoning, a new season. We entered what we might call a, a new calendar month, for example. We entered the Hebrew calendar month of Tishri. We left the month of Elul for Tishri, and now we're on Tishri Aleph, Tishri, the first day of uh, the month of Tishri. The calendar date or the day begins in the evening. I know that sounds confusing, but that's actually biblical. It was evening, and then it was morning, day one, as it says all the way back in uh, the book of Bereshit, Genesis. And as we entered this particular month of Tishri, we entered into a new number as far as Hebrew reckoning, and we're in the year of 5783. Uh, I wasn't there in the beginning, and I don't think you were either. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how, how accurate the 5783 is, but uh, 5783 of anything is quite a bit of time. And Scripture shows us as we read Scripture how God has interacted with human history. How many of you agree that God has interacted with human history? And I, I believe He's interacted with your personal history as well. If we had time, if we had the opportunity, we could probably go around the room. And I think each of you, if you thought hard enough about it and considered it long enough, would be able to express in what way or some ways in which God has interacted with your life. For some of us, that would be the historical moment when we had the the veil removed from our eyes or from our heart, and we came to know that Yeshua, we call him Yeshua here, that's the Hebrew name of Jesus, that Yeshua really is the Lord. And for me, that was a turning point in my life, and I pray that if you're here this evening and you've never made that step to believe in the Lord Yeshua with all your heart, that you'll do that tonight, that this new year will usher in a new walk of faith for you, and that faith would be in trusting in our Messiah, Yeshua. Now, in the macro view of things, (laughs) our world continues to experience changes. And I know, uh, just looking down, some of you I've known for quite a few years, I know that some of us are what has been commonly called news hounds. Have you ever heard that statement before, a news hound? Now, I'm not going to ask you to identify yourself tonight. But I know some of you are news hounds because I can tell when you talk to me that you let me know what the latest news is. 
And in the macro view of things, uh, as we look at what's happening in the world, we realize that our world has experienced considerable change. We need only think of places like Somalia and Iraq and how, how much our hearts just break for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and in Russia for all that's happening there. But where there's a macro view, there's also a micro view. A micro view could be defined as, a, as that, that view that comes right down to home to you, the smaller view, the individual view of this world and this season that we're in, the micro view. And many of you in the micro view in your own personal life, even this past year, you have experienced quite a few changes. And again, I won't ask for a show of hands, but I know just of what I know of some, some of our lives here, including my own, that this past year, year has ushered in some considerable changes into our lives. Now, for perspective, we need only reflect on some of what has transpired in the past year in our own lives to grasp the impact that change can have upon us. For some, it's more than just a, a cosmetic thing, you know, a change of hair color, uh, hairstyle, or change of clothing style. The impact of change that happens inside of us can be considerable. And I know in my own life, when I received the Lord Yeshua as my Messiah, my life went through radical change. <laughs> and some of you are nodding your heads. You know what I'm talking about. Radical change. And uh, without belaboring the point, I think if you consider your own life, if you're a believer in the Lord, Yeshua, as your Messiah, your life has probably gone through some changes. And even this past year, some things have come into your life that have brought some changes. And in fact, can I bring it even closer in the micro view, even maybe right now in your life, you face some challenging circumstances. Now, when I say the word change... I do know that for some, the word change is a, a, an opportunity to shudder, you know. Some people do not like change. It's not their favorite word in the English vocabulary or the English dictionary. They don't like the word change. If they could, they would say, no, please, no change. I like things to not change. Well, friends... Brace yourselves, because in certain areas of our lives, change is not only needed, but change is required in our lives. It's required. It doesn't really matter whether we like the idea of change or not. It is required. Yet, when I think of passages like the book of Messianic Jews, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, it says this, it says, pursue peace with all people and holiness. Some translations say that the sanctification, all from the same Hebrew root word of Kodesh. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which, listen to this, no one, no one will see the Lord. Now, I don't know what your life is like, but when I look in that mirror, I see in my own life a need for change at times. 
Maybe your life's like that as well. And I know there are some, as I've mentioned a couple times already, that don't even like the word change. They don't even like the implication of the word change. And I think as we enter into 5783, as the Hebrew calendar reckons this year, we should enter into this year looking to God for the changes He desires in our lives. Sometimes that's a deep inner work, as only He can do. I mean, yes, we can change the hair color, we can change the outward stuff, but God touches and changes the heart. We're transformed if you're a believer, you are being changed. Whether you like the word or not, you're being changed. You're being conformed into the image of Messiah. You're being transformed out of the kingdom of darkness deeper and deeper into the kingdom of God's most beloved son, Yeshua, the Messiah. As I read this scripture, again, Hebrews 12, verse 14, pursue peace with all people. And holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Curiously, this one verse seems to highlight the two basic directions in our lives. One is the horizontal direction. That's with people. Sometimes we need to change some of our relationships with people. Maybe we don't have the most holy relationship with people. Maybe we need to allow God to work more deeply in our family situation, in our marriages, and allow him to bring change in our friendships and allow him to bring holy change to us. I call that the horizontal level. That's eye to eye with your neighbor. That's human to human type of relationship. But this says pursue peace with all people, Hebrews 12, 14. But then the very next thing, alludes to the vertical relationship. It says, and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So we have in this one passage of Scripture an allusion towards that which is horizontal in our life, our everyday relationships, and that which is vertical, our personal relationship with the God of heaven and earth. That horizontal line of interaction sometimes can be very tricky. Have you ever had an issue with someone, even a friend, someone you've known well, and you had something occur between you? A rift has occurred. And what about your spiritual relationship? Have you ever got to a place in your life, maybe even this past year, where your spiritual relationship, your relationship with the Lord hasn't been as good as it should be? as real as it should be, as honest and true as it should be. Sure, you may have the veneer of it all, but guess what, my friends? God sees the heart. He doesn't judge by outward appearance. God sees the heart. This holy day season reminds me, it reminds me of something that I believe we can all cling to. Those that don't like change will like what I have to say right now. <laughs> we can, during this holy day season, this year, 5783, we can cling to him who changes not, and that's the God of heaven and earth, the God and Father of our Lord, Yeshua, the Messiah. We can grab hold of him with our hearts. Circumstances around us this year may change even as they did last year in 5782, but he has not changed. Not once has his throne been threatened. 
Not once has it ever been possible that his word would fail. Not once has his love come to an end for you because his love endures forever. And not once, if you are a, a believer in Messiah Yeshua, not once has he forsaken you this year. And I pray I can also say that in response that not once have we stepped away from him this year. Now, when we read Isaiah, Yeshayahu, chapter 59, verses 1 and 2, we hear this. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. And then verse 2 says this, but your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. From this Erev Rosh Hashanah, Erev Yom Teruah, all the way through Yom Kippur, which we commonly call the 10 days of awe, there's an emphasis in the liturgy, there's an emphasis in the, the traditional readings concerning ideas like this. Our need to draw near to God our need to make sure that our ways are right before God. Our need to make sure that our relationships with our fellow human beings are right. Because after all, as I just read Isaiah 59 two, your iniquities have separated you from your God. And I pray this coming year will be a time where there's little, little gap between us and the Lord that we will be walking steadfastly with the Lord this year. My sense is, and maybe I'm wrong, but my sense is we need to be walking with the Lord in this day and hour. We must be. A wise person at this time is going to draw near to God. And you know, His Word is true. If you draw near to Him, you know what He's going to do? He's going to draw near to you. He promised and His Word does not fail. Again, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor is ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. I stand before you this day, 5783 in the Hebrew calendar, and say to you how thankful I am for our Messiah, Yeshua. I'm so thankful for our Messiah. Where could we turn without his shed blood? What could we do to elicit atonement for our sins? And I know there's some that think, oh, well, I'm a good person. <laughs> you, know, you know, I got this down. Brother, sister, if that's your thought, you don't have it down at all. <laughs> You don't have it down at all. You need the Messiah. Have more than you even realize you need your Messiah. And he is mercifully, with his forbearance, calling you to draw closer to him. And, and I love within the Jewish community at this time, there is this emphasis upon getting things right horizontally and vertically. Getting things right. Personally, I believe that that's what should be happening 365 or 366 days a year. That, in a sense, each day is a day of awe. 
Because each day we have an unchanging God whose standards are not going to change, his ways are not going to change, his word is not going to fail, and he says, come on to me, all you who are burdened, weary, and heavy laden. Come on to me, I'll give you a real Shabbat. I'll give you rest. Now, there are some in our society, and we need to pray for our nation, there are some in our society that are, are adopting the view that, you know, because it's now acceptable and the government has decreed things are acceptable, then it's okay, heavenward. <laughs> it's okay because our government says it's okay. It's okay because it's now legal. It's okay. It's okay. From what I can tell, I don't believe that's true. Because I don't think God's Word changes. His standards do not change. His holiness is not changing. He is, not, he, he, he is blameless in all His ways. His ways are the best for us, regardless of what our society says. No, regardless of what is legal, it doesn't matter. Because ultimately, we don't really answer to the government officials. You know who we answer to? the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's who we have to answer to. Amen. We answered to him, and there are some that say, well, no, I don't answer to him. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. You don't realize it yet. You have blinders over your eyes and over your heart, but when it's all said and done, it's going to be to him we have to answer. Now, Yeshua one time had a little interaction with the parushim. Can you say parushim? With the Pharisees. And, in fact, he had quite a few interactions with the Pharisees, and not all of them were bad, by the way. There were some tremendously righteous Pharisees. Uh, we even know some of their names. Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea, etc. Some even say Josephus. But he had some interaction with Pharisees at times that you know, weren't the most pleasant interactions. But they have benefited us because they're recorded in the Brit Chadashah and the New Covenant. Listen to what happened, please, in Luke chapter 16, verse 13. Yeshua made this statement. I'm picking up the end part of his drosh that he's said to them. He said, no servant can serve two masters. How many agree that he's correct about that? No servant can serve two masters. I hope we're not trying to serve two masters, by the way. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which is, in, un, is a transliterated, he, transliterated Hebrew word, which means material things. In Luke's gospel, in his Besarat, continues in verse 14, after he says you can't serve two masters, we read this. Now the Prushim, the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, also heard all these things, and they derided Yeshua. And Yeshua said to them, you are those who justify yourselves before men. I, I'll tell you at that point, probably a pin dropped. <laughs> you could hear a pin drop. 
You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. Does God still know the hearts of people today? Yes, he does. He says, but God knows your hearts. And then he said this, which is a powerful statement. He says, for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And I don't know what picture that brings to your mind. But recently I saw a, a, a recording of a new star that was in, in Hollywood for a new actress. A new star was put up for a new actress. And I thought, I've never been there. I have no desire to even see those things. <laughs> but I thought of this passage. For that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of the Lord. And there's this new star for this new individual. What little I know about that life, there's not a lot to put a star on the street for, you know, on the sidewalk. There's really not. Just what little I know. We can get things mixed up sometimes. We need to make sure in 5783 that we have our eyes focused on our Messiah. Now, the dominant themes of the High Holy Days, as we'll hear over the next 10 days, remind us of kingship in particular. Remember the crown hollow that we said the blessing over. Uh, it's called the crown hollow because it looks like a crown. Well, in our case, in our understanding of Scripture, and what Scripture seems to point out so abundantly clear, that the royal diadem and the government rest upon the shoulders of Yeshua the Messiah. <laughs> Let me read to you what it says in Yeshayahu, Isaiah chapter 9, beginning with verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Now, don't just stop with the child part, but notice the very next statement. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace. And verse 7 says, of the increase of his government, where he rules, the place he rules, the hearts he rules, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And Isaiah continues in Isaiah 45, verse 22, and he says this, Look to me and be saved. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that to me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. He shall say, surely in the Lord I have righteousness and strength. To him men, mankind, humanity shall come, and all shall be ashamed who are incensed against him. That, friends, to me, as we conclude these remarks here on this Yom Teruah, that, friends, to me, is the summation of the matter here tonight. Ultimately, all humanity, 
every human being, man, woman, every human being, regardless of where you were born, where you're from, what your mother tongue is, every human being will eventually acknowledge that Yeshua is the Lord. It's said another way in the book of Philippians that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Yeshua the Messiah is the Lord. How's that all going to happen? I don't know. But I do know this. What he's done in my heart and probably many of your hearts as well shows me that he's more than capable of changing humanity. He can change whole nations. He can change whole families. He can change individuals and relationships and friendships for the goodness of his kingdom and for his great name's sake. Psalm 27:11, which we read in our readings before, we, uh, before I came up, says this. It's a wonderful psalm. And David, King David, he implored the Lord. He says, Horaini Adonai, teach me, O Lord. Horaini Adonai, teach me, O Lord, your way and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. To walk in Messiah's ways as we go forward into this new year, we must be teachable and, dare I say it, (laughs) we must be willing to change. Are you teachable? Are you willing to change if the Lord points it out to you? Are you willing to change? And thankfully, I can say with absolute confidence here this evening that God is willing And God is able to change. He's able to mold the clay that's given to him. You're the clay. He's the potter. Will you let him do his will in your life? Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Your plan is perfect. Your ways are blameless. Your name is good. There is truly none like unto you. And all the nations shall bow before you, O Lord, because you are Adon Hadonim, the Lord of Lords. You are Melacham Lachim, the King of Kings. There is none like unto you. Lord, please, as we enter this new year, please continue to change our lives and draw us nearer to you, closer to you. Help us to walk in a better way horizontally with people and vertically with you. We ask these things in the name of Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. You've been listening to the Shabbat message from Rosh Pina Messianic Jewish Congregation in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. We would love to have you visit us. Our weekly services begin at 1040 a.m. each Shabbat, and we are located at 2600 Northwest 55th Place north of Northwest Expressway at the corner of Northland Avenue and Northwest 55th Place. We meet each Shabbat for wonderful praise and worship with dance, liturgy, teaching, food, fellowship, excellent children's programs, and Bible studies on Tuesday nights. For more information, please visit our website, www.roshpinah.org. That's R-O-S-H-P-I-N-A-H dot O-R-G. You can also reach us by phone at 405 842-1967 or email us at info at roshpinah.org Thank you for spending time in the Word with us today. Shabbat Shalom and blessings in Messiah Yeshua.